Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Classic streams. Well, Arthur, there's nothing seriously wrong with you. Nothing wrong that a little rest won't cure. Oh, that's relief. Thanks, Doctor. Must feel pretty good to be home again. Pretty good's hardly strong enough. Say, Dr. Martin, is there any chance of another attack of amnesia creeping up on me when I'm not looking? I doubt it. You have no idea where you've been for the last three weeks? No. No, I haven't. All I know is I woke up this morning in a strange office with a lump on my head and a desire to get back home as quickly as I could. Mm. Yeah, I've got to go now, but... I wish you'd realize there's no point in worrying about the past three weeks. They're a blank. Let them stay that way. Goodbye, Arthur. Please remember what I said about relaxing. I'll try, Dr. Martin. Goodbye. I've got to find out. I've got to... Hello. Hello. Is this Boston Blackie? Yes. Well, Blackie, this is Arthur Burke. You've helped a lot of people, but never anyone as desperate as I am. What's the trouble, Beck? You've seen the papers this morning with the story of the murder of George Digby? Yes, of course. My friend Faraday is probably up to his ears and errors trying to find the murderer right now. Well, I, I'd like to come over and talk to you, Blackie. You see, I... I think I'm the one Faraday's looking for. <laughs> It's summer money time, yes, it's summer money time. Come to Beneficial now, it's summer money time. Right now, it's summer money time at Beneficial Finance Company. Get the cash you want for a wonderful vacation, to clean up leftover bills, or for any good reason. You'll find the service just a little faster, just a little friendlier. And you get this beneficial extra, your own international credit card. Good for cash wherever you go. Cash, just say the word, you're the boss. At Beneficial, where it's summer money time. Now here's Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friends. You know as much about it as I do, Mary. I've told you all Arthur Burke told me on the phone. Oh, Blackie, why do you always get involved in things that lead to trouble? Oh, there are lots of reasons, Mary. But the best one of all is because I want to. <laughs> I guess you'll never change, will you? That should make you happy. It means I still feel the same way about you. You know, one of these days, I'm going to find out what way that is. <laughs> oh. That's probably Arthur Burke. Just a minute. Want to wait in the other room, Mary? Get your magazine. Oh, no, don't bother. I'd rather stay. Why read about a venture when you can be in on it, I always say. Hold everything, honey. Well, there. Oh, I'm Arthur Burke. Right here, I told you a while ago. I've been expecting you. Come in, Burke. Thank you. 
This is Mary Wesley, Burke. Well, how do you do, Miss Wesley? How do you do? Sit over there and let's have this story of yours. Thank you. Oh, Blackie, you've heard of George Dickey. I guess everybody has. He headed a reform group that was really getting some action in this town. Yes. Well, he was murdered in his office sometime last night. So the papers say. Well, could he have been shot with a thirty-eight automatic? He not only could have been, he was. Could he have been shot with this 38 automatic? Where'd you get that gun, Beck? I picked it up at George Digby's office. It was lying near his body. What were you doing in Digby's office? I haven't the slightest idea. Um, I don't like to interrupt, but how can that be? Oh, I can't account for anything I've done for three weeks. I've had amnesia. What brought you out of it? Well, I, I guess the bump on my head somebody left with me is a souvenir. All I know is when I woke up, I had it, and I was in Digby's office. I see, but listen, Burke... Why come to me? Why don't you go to the police? How can I? I want to make sure I did kill Digby, or preferably that I didn't before I turned myself in. Well, that's understandable. And you want me to find out exactly what happened? Yes, yes, I do. I'll get it, Blackie. Sure, if you like, Mary. Hello? Hello, I'd like to speak to Boston Blackie, please. Oh, just a minute. Blackie, it's for you. Hey, excuse me, will you, break? I'll take the phone, Mary. Here you are. Hello? Boston Blackie? Yes? How would you like to know who killed George Digby? Well, how would you like to tell me? In my own way. Here in my apartment at the Ocean Hotel. What's your name, honey child? Janet Carey. And I'll name Digby's murderer for you when you get here. Okay, only it's only fair to tell you that in mystery stories, when a witness asks somebody to come to her apartment so she can name the killer, she invariably turns up dead. Well, I'm not worried. Well, uh, how about just a hint, just in case this mystery runs true to form? You want a hint? All right. How about if I told you that I killed Digby? Hi, Matthews. Uh, like the Faraday in? Uh, to you, Blackie, I ain't sure. Sergeant Matthews, kindly convey my compliments to Inspector Faraday and say I would like an audience. So he'll say you should go to a theater. Hold it, Blackie. Yeah, what is it, Matthews? Boston Blackie is here. He wants to see you. Oh, he does. Well, what are you waiting for? Show him in. Throw him out. Yes, sir. Blackie, I gotta throw you out. I'll go myself. This is the door to the street, isn't it? Hey, no, that leads to the inspector's office. I have such an awful sense of direction. Hello, Inspector. What are you inspecting? Blackie, be a good boy and say goodbye. I've had enough trouble for one day. That's why I'm here, Faraday, to lighten the burden you bear so bravely. Uh, beat it, Blackie. Uh, unless you know something about the Digby murder. Mm, nothing very much. Only who killed him. I know who killed him. A guy named Tom Roach. Digby was just about to close that cabaret and gambling joint of Roach's. Well, then why not arrest this Tom Roach? And get laughed out of court? Juries don't want to know what I know. They only care about what I can prove. Well, I just dropped in to tell you that I'll deliver your proof tonight. Mm, that's all. Is there anything else you'd rather hear? Yeah, you saying goodbye. Uh, take the door that leads right to the street. You'll give the police station a bad name if people see you walking through. Uh, that door there. Thanks. You must use the back door when you come to see me, too. Oh, it started to rain, Inspector. You know something? You're the only man living who can stay indoors in this weather and still be all wet. Hey, taxi! Don't bother whistling for no cab, Blackie. We got a private car for you. With chauffeur, with footman... In the bodyguard, to see that nobody hurts you. That's fine, but uh, what's the gun in my back for? Oh, we got to see that nobody hurts you. Unless it happens to be us. Selfish, aren't you? Where am I being invited to go, and by whom? 
The boss wants to see you. Now, there's a line I haven't heard since the last B picture I saw. Who's the boss? Tom Roach. He's fixing to run this town. And you, Raggy. Well, Roach, I'm here. You're here and Cutie Pie is here. Where do we go now? Nowhere. <laughs> He's funny, isn't he, Peggy? Very funny. Be on my side, Blondie, or I'll tear up your list of beauty parlors and then people will see you as you really are. Make him shut up, Tom. <laughs> Blanky, I hear Faraday's trying to pin the Digby murder on me. He's pretty sure you did it. You know something, Blanky? I'm just as sure I did. <laughs> that was pretty good, eh, Peggy? You do everything wonderfully, Tommy Boy. If Tommy Boy doesn't mind, would Tommy Boy please tell me why I'm here? Sure, sure. I'm going to give you $10,000 to see that I don't get tagged with a bum rap. You don't want me, Roach. You want a lawyer. Lawyers are for after you're arrested. You find out who did kill Digby Blackie, and I won't be arrested. You get ten grand if you take the heat off me. That may not be so tough. Let's have that phone a minute, will you? Here you are, Blackie. Well, I'm winning you over, huh? Charm, that's all it is. Just plain charm. Anybody know the number of the Ocean Hotel? Cloverdale 11561. There must be a beauty shop there, if you know it. Thanks, anyhow. When do you go to work, Blackie? I'll tell you better when I get my party. Hello? Miss Janet Carey, please. Hello, this is Boston Blackie. About that matter we spoke of this morning, could I come up to see you now? How long will it take you to get dressed? An hour? That's fine. I'll be there. Uh, What's your room number? Okay, I'll come right up. Goodbye. You have just seen a picture of a man earning $10,000. See you tonight, Roach. Sure, Blackie, sure. See you too, Peggy. Only, just to be certain I'll recognize you, what color would your hair be then? Blackie. Uh-huh. I've got a little secret for you. Mm-hmm. Listen close. Uh-huh. I don't like you. <laughs> Inspector, this is Blackie. What are you doing? I'm playing jacks. What do you think I'm doing? I don't know, except that it's got to be something unimportant. I want you to meet me in half an hour, Faraday. Oh, you do? Should I wear a carnation so you'll know me? No, wear a pair of long-pointed ears so everybody will know you. I'm calling you from a telephone booth in the Ocean Hotel, Faraday. I've got an appointment in room 928 in half an hour to meet George Digby's murderer. I want you to be there, too. Oh, you do? Uh, Well, suppose I don't show up. Suit yourself, Inspector. But if you don't show up, you'll miss the showdown. I'm glad you met me up here on the ninth floor, Faraday. You spoke to me in the lobby with people around. I'd never be able to live it down. Well, here's room 928. That's Janet Carey's room number. You hear that, Blanky? Sounds like a fight going on in the room. Open up in there. Open up. This is the police. Miss Carey, are you all right? Door is locked. Won't be long. Move away while I work on that lock. Hurry up, Blackie. Who is he, Miss Carey? What's holding him back, Blackie? Shut up. Lock open. There's a bolt on the inside of the door I'm trying to handle. The girl's being murdered while we're standing here. I can't help that, Faraday. Get out of the light, will you? Come on up in there. A lot of good that'll do. That girl's a goner by now, sure. Whoever killed her is probably scrambling down the fire escape. I got this bolt now, I think. There, that's it. Come on. Is that the carry girl, Blanky? Must be. And the window of the fire escape is open. See that, Barney? Choked to death. 
Blanky, something tells me I know too little about this case. Yes, Inspector, you knew too little, and I was too late. that your best buy in car insurance is nationwide? Yes, sir. Nationwide Mutual Insurance of Columbus, Ohio offers fair rates and claim service that's second to none. For example, over half of all nationwide auto claims are paid within 24 hours after notice of loss. In addition, Nationwide's coverage is about the broadest in the industry. Just a few of the reasons why over two and a quarter million satisfied drivers insure with Nationwide. Compare Nationwide with any other auto insurer that's your best buy. Why not call your Nationwide agent today? He's in the yellow pages. Nationwide Auto Insurance, your best buy, by far. Nationwide Auto Insurance, always the best for you and your car. Now back to Boston Blackie. Arthur Burke suffered an attack of amnesia and woke up beside the dead body of George Digby. Believing he may have killed Digby, he comes to Boston Blackie for help and is there when a call comes in from Janet Carey offering to name Digby's murderer. Before going to see her, Blackie is forced to visit Tom Roach, gambling house operator who wanted Digby out of the way and whom Faraday suspects, but who denies his guilt and offers Blackie $10,000 to find the guilty party. Blackie and Faraday go to Janet Carey's hotel room and arrive in time to hear a terrific struggle going on inside. When they finally succeed in entering, they find her still warm body, victim of a murderous strangler. Blackie and Faraday are still in the hotel room as we return to our store. Get off that telephone, Blackie. I want to report this murder. In a second, Faraday. I've got to check my theory first. Well, no answer. Let me have that phone. Not yet. I made one call to Arthur Burke, but he wasn't home. Who's Arthur Burke? That was the name poor Janet was trying to say when she was strangled. Well, where can I find a guy? She said he was Digby's murderer, didn't she? Yes, she said that. Hold on a second. Uh, get me Dalton 69767, please. And who is that? Your friend, Tom Roach. He lives on the other side of town. Janet Carey was killed only a few minutes ago. I want to see if he's home. What for? This Carey girl said Arthur Burke was strangling her. Now, what are you calling Roach for? Just checking. Roach is home. At least I'll be sure it was he who killed the girl a few minutes ago. Hello? Uh, Tom? Hello. Oh, oh, hello there, Blackie. <laughs> I recognize your voice. It's good, ain't I? Hey, Peggy. I recognize Blackie's voice. What do you want, Blackie? Got good news, huh, maybe? No, no, it's, uh, it's nothing, Tom. Never mind this call. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Well, that's that. It wasn't Roach. He couldn't have killed Janet Carey and made it back to his apartment as fast. Now, I've got to try and locate Burke. I left him with Mary at my apartment. Yeah, sure, you left him there, but he won't be there now. Number three. Skyline 94467. Things sure have a habit of complicated when I get to work on it. Now, me tells that to. As if that wasn't what I always say. Okay, Inspector, so we're in agreement on something, which, of course, automatically makes me wrong. Hello? Hey, Mary, this is Blackie. Is Arthur Burke still in my apartment? Oh, no, he isn't, Blackie. He left shortly after you did. You, you didn't want me to hold him here, did you? Well, yes, I, I did, but it's too late now, Mary. Uh, look, stay there, will you? I'll be back. I'll be here. Goodbye, darling. Bye. Not there, huh? Okay, I'm going to pick him up right now, unless he's beat it out of town. Now, where did he live? Faraday, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, stop the clowning, Blackie. Where do I grab Burke? There's something phony about this whole thing, Inspector. I don't know what it is. 
I want to talk this thing out with Mary. After that, I deliver Burke to you personally. Why talk it over with Mary? What does she know about this? Nothing that I haven't told you, only there's something wrong somewhere, and Mary can spot anything phony if it's a mile away. Oh, she can, huh? Well, tell me something, then, Blanky. What's she doing with you? More coffee, Blanky? No, thanks, Mary. What I really want is more information. You don't mind if I have a second cup, do you? Somebody has to indicate the coffee I make good, even if it's only me. Mary, I don't think Burke is guilty. Well, darling, from what you've told me, he's got to be the one who killed Dixie. Mm, maybe. But where does the murdered girl come in? Where does she fit? Well, what's her name, Blackie? Janet Carey. Janet Carey. Janet Carey. Oh, she's the girl who called you on the telephone this morning. The girl with a southern accent. You That's all. right. Mm-hmm. Of course, it doesn't help this case any, but it's right. I can tell you something that might help. Something you'd know yourself if you read the gossip columns. Janet Carey used to be Tom Roach's sweetheart. Oh, that doesn't prove Hey, Mary, are you sure? Sure, I'm sure. Wait a minute, then. When she said she'd killed Digby, it was to throw off anybody who might have been listening. Go ahead, Blackie. Keep going. She was Roach's girl. She knew he murdered Digby. She was sore at him for throwing her over. So she decided to tell me what she knew. Mm-hmm. Roach figured that out when I called her from his apartment, went over to her place and killed her. Yeah, yes, but while she was being murdered and you were outside the door, she kept screaming it was Arthur Burke. Hey... How does the scream sound with a southern accent, anyhow? Mary, Mary, you're a genius. You're wonderful. I love you dearly, madly, unreasonably. Well... Only I haven't time for that now. Oh. I've got to make a call, and you're going to locate Burke and bring him to Tom Roach's apartment. Well, darling, I'll try to get Burke there, but don't forget that Roach was in his apartment two or three minutes after you found Janet's body. Now, he couldn't have killed her and gotten home so quickly. I didn't say he did, did I? Dr. Martin, as a general rule, does amnesia come and go uh, often, I mean? No, Blackie, I wouldn't say that. What gets a person out of it in most cases? Many things can do it. Sight of something familiar will bring back one definite focal point, and normalcy can be developed from that. In extreme cases, getting a bump on the head might do it. As in Arthur Burke's case, for instance. Yes, I would say that. Is there a chance his amnesia was fake, Doctor? Well, to tell you the truth, yes. After all, I didn't have the opportunity of examining him in that condition. Thank you. Uh, Now, one more question, Doctor, if you don't mind. What was Arthur's profession? He was an attorney. George Dickby had a law office. Hmm, I think I'm getting somewhere. Are you, Blackie? Where? To the bottom of everything about this case. It's a funny thing about murder cases, Dr. Martin. You've got to get to the bottom of them if you're going to come out on top. Another way, driver? Yes, sir. Where we get clear of this downtown traffic. Ah, there goes another red light. I'm sorry this cab is occupied. Sure it is. By you and me, Blakey. Well, Charlie, my boy. Tom Roach's little henchman. How are henches these days? Driver. Yeah? This guy's changed his mind about where he was going. He wants to be driven to 550 Lincoln Road. Yeah, that's funny. That's the address he gave me when he cut in. Well, all we can do is sit here and wait till Charlie brings Blackie here. Isn't that right? That's right, Popsy. Popsy. Yeah? Do me a favor. You know I will. What? Make that Blackie sweat a little. Make him think you're going to... 
Knock him off. <laughs> okay. And you can stay and watch the fun if you like. If it'll make him squirm, I'd like to, all right. <laughs> hey, what's the idea of turning out the big light? Well, Oh, oh I get it. <laughs> Maybe you don't want any more of Blackie's cracks, huh? <laughs> big lights aren't flattering. Pops. What is it, Charlie? I got Blackie with me like you wanted, boss. Why show him in? Of course. Go on, Blackie. Hey, Show him in that shove. Hello, Tom. Hiya, Blondie. That's all, Charlie. Okay. Sit down, Blackie. Okay, now I'm not there. Sit in the easy chair in front of me. Get up, Peggy. It's a pleasure. Uh, I must be older than I feel. Young lady gives me a chair. Oh, Peggy, the words young and lady were used without too much regard for their literal meaning. Tom, is he insulting me again? (laughs) You don't know what's the difference. Can't you shut this guy up, Popsy? Oh, so it's Popsy now, is it? Get tired of Tommy Boy, Blondie? I've got a name, Blackie. I know, only you might object to my using it. (laughs) Okay, Blackie, skip that talk. What about Faraday? Faraday? Oh, he should be here any minute. He'll be trailing my friend Mary Wesley, and she's going to pick up Arthur Burke and meet me right here with him. Arthur Burke? Who's he? Faraday's new number one suspect in Bigby's murder. Tom, I don't trust this guy. He talks too fast and too easy. Stop frowning, Peggy. That brings on wrinkles, you know, and there isn't much room on your face for new ones. Tom, I'm getting tired of his insults. (laughs) Getting tired, dear? You know, that's the first sign of age. How many years ago did you start to feel it? I'm going to do something about this guy right now. Okay, nobody moves. That means nobody. Get in here, both of you. Oh, I'm a filth, Blackie. I'm Welcome, Inspector Faraday. So you followed Mary and Arthur Burke, did you? Good old reliable Faraday. Never disappoints me. I'm so sorry, darling. I didn't know that. That's all right, Mary. Where'd you find Burke? Well, I was home. Is there any reason why I shouldn't have been? I don't know. Maybe we'll all see in a few minutes. I'm not wasting that much time. I've got Burke now, and I'm taking him with me. You've got Burke, Inspector, but no case. Stick around a minute, and I'll build one for you. I'm going to tell the story of two murders, so listen. Burke, Hmm? come here. They won't let you. First, to show everybody what happened the night Digby was killed. You had amnesia, you said. Huh? Let's suppose you might have had it. Under its influence, you got a job in Digby's office. After all, he was a lawyer, so were you. So that's not unreasonable. Sure it isn't. He got the job so he could wait his chance and murder him. Is that why, Inspector? Yeah. Well, maybe. All I know is that you worked late at night, the night Digby was murdered, that you walked into his private office just before he was killed... And you got hit on the head. Is that right, Burke? He hit himself on the head, you mean, so he can have an alibi. Is that what I mean, Inspector? Yeah. Anyhow, Burke, when you woke up the next morning, the amnesia attack was over, and you found yourself with a gun and a corpse, neither of which you wanted. Could I have killed Digby? Yes, but you didn't. And you didn't kill Janet Carey, either. Tom Roach killed them both. (laughs) That's very funny, Blackie. Very funny. Why did I kill them? Normal reasons. Digby was going to close up your gambling joint. Janet Carey used to be your girl, and she knew you murdered Digby and was ready to talk. What could be simpler than that? And he planted this guy Burke's amnesia? What's the matter with you, Blackie? That was pure accident, but Roach had sense enough to take advantage of it. He had Burke trail the following morning, found out about the amnesia, and then decided to capitalize on it. Wonderful, Blackie, wonderful. Only how could Roach here murder Janet Carey while we were outside her hotel door and be back in his apartment so you could talk to him on the telephone five minutes later? He couldn't. We didn't hear Janet Carey struggling when we were outside the door, Faraday. It was this blonde young lady, Peggy. What? And Charlie Roach's stooge doing some phony play acting while Janet lay dead on the floor. Popsy. Roach had killed her an hour before. This isn't funny, Blackie. 
You can't prove that or anything else. Oh, but I can. Let me tell you something. Janet Carey had a southern accent, a broad one. Peggy forgot about that when she kept calling to me for help from behind the door. Peggy, darling, you forgot to add the yules. That wasn't being very smart. Hoppy. You're not being very smart either, Blackie. You forgot your usual laugh, Tom. What's the matter? Here it is now. Ha ha. And don't anybody make a move. Showing your hand finally, you roach. And with a gun in it. Come on, Peggy. We're getting out the back door. Tom, Blackie, the lamp. Blackie, hey. watch it. Shoot, Tom. Shoot, Blackie. Shoot, you fool. You know Blackie's Blackie. in that chair? Did you get him, Tom? Did you? No, he didn't, Blondie. I wasn't in the chair, and the flash of his gun told me where he was, so he was the sucker for my shot. Put the light on, Faraday. The switch is over by the door. How do you find the door in a joint as dark as this? Take Blondie with you, Inspector. Anybody as light-headed as she is will blaze a trail even you could follow. <laughs> Classic Streams. This concludes another episode of Classic Streams. Thank you for listening. Retro Radio Today does not claim ownership over copyrights to any radio shows on our podcasts. The work in this episode has been identified as being free of known restrictions under copyright law, including all related and neighboring rights. The show copyrights are believed to be expired. Classic Streams.